Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week we are finishing up our Ventress Night Sister three-part arc from Clone Wars, and we are talking about Witches of the Mist. Yes. Of the Mist? In the Mist? Of the Mist? Of the Mist. <laughs> Which is of the mist. Yes, I just brought it up. Okay. <laughs> They're in the mist as well. So either contraction works in this Good. instance. <laughs> I'm excited because we get some more Obi-Wan and Anakin in this damn episode. I know, and it's really funny, actually. They're it just is. in their element in this one. I think Anakin is delightful and Obi-Wan is incredulous he's very polite he's very polite but he's forcing it and you can tell (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love them it's really uh it's it's one of those great episodes where it's just the two of them and they're getting along really well and like really in sync with each other they are and i forgot how annoyed Anakin seems to be when they get to Dathomir and they're invited in to the palace of Mother Talzin. (laughs) He just seems, you know, Obi-Wan's trying to be conversational and stuff and Anakin's just sitting there looking absolutely peeved for some reason. Yeah. That's how I interpreted it after not having seen this episode for a while. Well, he also has that really funny comment about... Obi-Wan says, like, he, he can be fairly sure they won't be welcome among the Night Sisters. And then Anakin says, yeah. like, I happen to be popular with the ladies. And yeah. Obi-Wan's, like, a little too popular. Yeah, where? Where, though? Where is that even evidence? <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, he made a fool of himself with Padme. So I don't know what totally. you're talking about. Somewhere in the gap there, he has flirted in front of Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan has probably <laughs> covered his eyes or something. And, and I need to see that. I need to see evidence of this. Yeah, we were, we were robbed. <laughs> we were robbed. <laughs> I like at the beginning where, I mean, I, the beginning is really depressing where they bring the dead Jedi back. But then after that, 
Yoda and I think is it Mace Windu call Obi Wan into the council chamber and show him this horrible footage of Savage Press killing the Jedi at the temple. Uh, mm-hmm. Where's the temple again? I forgot now. Uh, D- Deveron, because yes. we made note of it from the yes D- Deveronian chef exactly. on Despot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Obi Wan thinks it's Maul at first. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets this look on his face after he says, I killed him myself. He looks kind of like at the Jedi on the ground that's frozen in the hologram about to be killed. And he gets this, I don't know if it's guilty look on his face or a horrified look, but I thought that was kind of an interesting subtext they put in. They didn't draw attention to it. I just noticed it. It's almost like he was afraid of this moment happening, like he's been dreading it. Like it would somehow, but maybe he haunts his dreams, Maul haunts Mm. obi-wan's dreams and so anytime he sees the spikes on (laughs) the head he immediately you know like it's almost like you're looking for it and so you see it even though it's not real yeah for sure some something to that flavor it also kind of introduces maul gets people thinking about it because he's coming yes coming we because we've seen it before we know but they don't show maul until the last scene of the episode so we didn't yeah we don't know he's coming back no (laughs) <laughs> it's it's pretty it's hard for me to remember what my first reaction was when i first saw clone wars and they reintroduced maul i can't remember i think i was angry but then got over it i was angry but also like like binged the rest of the season it, and yeah. they changed subjects like right after this episode they go on to something else and yeah. i was like look what away the fuck, guys you can't tease <laughs> Darth Maul and then not come back to it. I like obsessively watched all the way until the end of the season. Does Maul even come back in season three or is it season four? I can't remember because all the episodes are kind of mushed in my head right now. But It might be the beginning of season four. I don't know. We may have to do that arc because <laughs> it's so fucking twisted. It's so fucking, oh my God. It's so wild though. Maul is just, that's just a whole separate basket case of emotion and and turmoil and all kinds of stuff well to have him be basically insane when they first bring him back oh i know i love that muttering to himself yes so i love that he's like a prisoner in his own head in his own world yeah it's just wild i thought yeah yeah they brought him back okay i was mad but i got over it (laughs) same same (laughs) Because I felt, as we've said before, it, it kind of undermines Obi-Wan's achievement mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace to bring him back and have him not be dead. Yeah. Thank God, eventually, he is the one who does finally kill Maul, but still. Yes. It was a little bit disappointing, frustrating, but they did do it so good, and I can't be mad about it. <laughs> yeah. He killed a Sith Lord twice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's Vader. He didn't kill Vader, but he maimed him pretty good. Yeah. So he's got several notches in his belt when it comes to Sith. Maimed him twice, too, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, twice. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Third time's the charm for Obi-Wan. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, so, you know, this episode, not a kid show. No, very much nope. not. Not a kid's show. The poor toy, da- toy Darian. Oh, the king. God, 
I know it's Man. tragic. Oh my god. He just gets drugged out of his own palace by the foot. <laughs> I know. And they take time to show him like bump his head on a uh I don't even know a step or something. It was so degrading. Just just a lifeless body being drugged to the ship. I hate Savage's ship. It's so weird. Oh, the solar sailor? It's like is that the name of it? Yeah, it's Dooku's ship. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that ship. Because it I don't has like, like it. you see it in the Zygerian arc. It arrives with the solar panels out, and it's almost like a parachute of solar panels in the front. I guess I forgot about that. Yeah, but otherwise, it just looks like a I don't know, like a little duck bill. <laughs> yeah, with like a ball. It's got a ball, <laughs> yeah. like a, a round piece, and I don't know. It looks weird. It looks yeah. weird. But the Toydarian ship. So Anakin and Obi Wan. Their ship gets trashed, and they have to borrow a, the toy. I mean, the king doesn't need it anymore. No. So, oh, God. Also, did you like how the ship is, like, extremely large for these very small creatures? Yeah, and they can fly. So, like, Toydarians can, they have those tiny little wings. I know. What a strange species. They're just strange. They got elephant trunk noses <laughs> and tiny little wings that don't seem to... Like, they'd hold up their bodies. Yeah. I do like the palace. I do, too, but oh, my God, the poor. The I poor know. King. But there is a it's great awful. fight in there with Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Savage. Like, that is, it's super short, but I love it. Totally. It's so good. I just love that Savage doesn't, he just punches them both in the face. Like, he doesn't yeah. even need to use the force. He just pummels them and then drops a floaty device on them, which was very entertaining. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I mean, you can really tell. I mean, yeah, it's a good fight. I I guess I was going to reference the next when Ventress and Savage battle mm. Dooku. Mm-hmm. I picked up, for some reason, the sound of the lightsabers are so pronounced in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the stat, like the double-ended sword that Savage uses. Yeah. The woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo, because yeah. it makes, like almost a propeller sound yeah it's really pronounced and i forgot how much i love that sound (laughs) if you don't hear a lightsaber or even a double-ended lightsaber for a while and then you hear it it's like such a wonderful sound i love the sound of a lightsaber (laughs) we had a sound episode and we talked about all of our favorite sounds and i just i forget how wonderful the sound of a lightsaber really is it's kind of one of the most iconic sounds in all of cinema totally i would say 100 percent. totally i love it that duel was a nightmare, though. <laughs> Total. If Dooku didn't have Force Lightning, he wouldn't be able to fight. That's See, my uh, hot yeah. take. It's his little fallback, like, security blanket. But I also feel like they were all so full of rage that they were just yes. flinging themselves at each other. And it was such a disaster. Sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's proof that... You know, when you compare it to, like, Obi-Wan's cool, calm, collective, how in control he always is versus the sloppiness of anger. You know, yeah, it's pretty pretty damn powerful, but it's sloppy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, poor Savage just couldn't... Oh, he's... (laughs) This whole thing. I mean, the amount of betrayal between the three of them. (laughs) Therapy. (laughs) You all need therapy. (laughs) Oh my god. It's terrible. They need to do art therapy and just like draw their mm-hmm. feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, could you imagine if they did the ink blot test? <laughs> 
what they would see. I would love to know Ventress's inkblot thoughts. Just everything would be murder and rage. <laughs> yes, rage, betrayal. Every time I look at one of those pictures, I just see hip bones. Yeah, me too. Or a skull. One of the two. I just see, I just, like, skeletal bones. <laughs> yeah, hip. What does that mean? Just, I don't know. We're basic bitches. <laughs> we don't have any issues. False. Yeah, totally false. No. <laughs> it's not the test for us. <laughs> Can we talk about Savage's training scene with Dooku for a second? Yes, let's. The one where they're outside lifting the heavy stones. The things, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice how it was almost identical to Luke training with Yoda, but mean? No. But yes. <laughs> no, but yes. Wasn't Yoda Dooku's master? Yes. So oh. it would make Ooh. sense that oh. he's training Savage the way he was trained by Yoda, which we see in Empire Strikes Back, but he's he's using the cruel dark side version. It's, yeah. It, it's interesting because it's the same... It's basically the exact same lesson that Yoda is teaching Luke when they're trying to lift the ship out of the swamp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Luke says, you ask the impossible, and then Yoda does it. And Luke says, I don't believe it. And then Yoda says, and that is why you fail. Yes. Savage says, what you ask is impossible. And Dooku says, the task is only impossible because you've deemed it so. It's like exactly the same lesson. And they're both trying to lift things. <laughs> What a shame that Dooku had to go and waste a perfectly good lesson by being an asshole about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Yoda's a bit of an asshole, too, honestly. Yeah, but he's just more subtle. <laughs> yeah, he's more passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah, like, he's still throwing shade, but it's not with force lightning involved. I thought it was interesting, though, because they both have the same teaching technique of, like, telling people to just strengthen your connection and concentrate. It's like, but how? Like, how? How? <laughs> yes, tell me, tell me step one of this process of connecting. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Teach me. <laughs> it all goes back to lifting things, though. And if you think about it, Ray had to lift things. Even Grogu had to lift things. Yeah. You know, it's always lifting things. <laughs> In fact, I think... Was was Anakin and Ahsoka like the first time we ever see somebody actually using the Force for technique? Yeah, in a way, it I, it seems like it. Like he actually gives her. It was definitely more ruthless. If you're talking, are you talking about like the um, what is it? Tales, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's well. I, that wasn't her first lesson. I'm guessing her first lesson was not lifting rocks or any stationary <laughs> object. You know what I mean? Well, it was whatever it happened was. on in the movie, the the Clone Wars movie, when they're on the oh god the planet that I can't pronounce, like Christophsis or whatever. But yeah, Christophsis, <laughs> yeah, I love that name. <laughs> I love it because the, the old spider does his little thing with his little his little <laughs> pinchers. Christophsis, oh, click 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 click. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I feel like that was more her first lesson with Anakin, and that was way more practical than anything we've seen from way anybody more. else. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Of all the Jedi, Anakin is the most practical. Who, when do we ever say that? Never. <laughs> Only with Ahsoka, which is why she lives, and all the rest have died. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I love the obelisk things that he has to lift, though. Savage oppress. I, I like yeah. the like the they look like they could be pendants on a gemstone necklace. Yes, just giant. I thought that too. I want to know the story behind those because they have like etchings and carvings and weird things in some of them, and they're just kind of chilling out there. Yeah. I feel like there would be a, a force field. You know, Dooku does. He's not an interior or exterior decorator. I feel like there's something <laughs> involved in those things. You know. Well, he stole that castle from his father, so I wonder if it's something that he oh, he put oh, in himself point. or is left over from the previous owner. <laughs> Who fucking steals a castle from their father? Just inherit it, like the rest of people. Well, remember he was. Disowned. Oh, there was hate there. Yeah, his father yeah. left him outside yeah. to be eaten by animals mm-hmm. and discarded mm-hmm. him. So he went back. That's and right. Took revenge. How could I forget such a loving story? Yeah, I think didn't he also like kill his sister or something terrible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, good wow. old Dooku. Wow. <laughs> I know we sometimes we get sorry for him and then it's like oh wait he did do things on his own that were terrible like not even inspired by Sidious so no he is kind of a bad bad person god I forgot about all of that there's too much to remember (laughs) (laughs) I know reference back to our our Dooku episode if you want to learn Dooku episode yeah I thought it was interesting when they went to uh, well, when Anakin and Obi Wan went to Dathomir and they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they fought with the Knight Brothers and then headed on over to the Knight Sisters and yep, the interaction with Mother Talzin is very bizarre to me. I mean, like it's it's interesting. It really is. It's weird as hell, though, right? Like it's awkward and it's very stiff. But Obi Wan is like a bit emotional. He's talking about. This thing, this animal is extremely dangerous. I kind of hate the way he talks about Savage as an animal. Granted, like he was made into an animal and that's definitely the way they're trying to portray him. But mm-hmm. the fact that Obi-Wan's super outraged about the Jedi that was killed and how wrong it was for this creature to kill Jedi. is like the, a bunch of clones were also killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Again, the expendable thing that happens with these fucking clones. Yeah. I hate that. I do, too. And it's sad to see, like, I totally, it makes me totally get it how there are some people in the galaxy that think the Jedi are just arrogant bastards. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just one of those examples of when they're not super awesome. (laughs) If you take this scene and you compare it to the Obi-Wan at the table in Felucia with the little turtle people. Yes. Totally different demeanor. So is yes. it because Mother Talzin's there and there's that weird distrust and she's such a mystical, matronly weird figure. Yeah. With this echoey voice and maybe the fact that she has like a globe sitting in front of her though she could just, you know, <laughs> conjure up yes. something. He's 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 kind of in, trying to pretend to be a little bit tougher. I have no idea. I don't know. The whole scene is weird. And Anakin gets all pissed. In yeah, the, scene. the fact that Anakin, like, doesn't give a fuck. Well, he never does. But, like, in that <laughs> setting, tread lightly, maybe, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and so he, they go there to find out where Savage oppresses, and they don't know. This is something also I thought was interesting, because Obi-Wan's like, we know that he's from this this area. It's like, but you don't yeah. know that you're literally asking his mother yeah. to sell him out. Yeah. So 
as much as the Jedi think they know, they don't really know anything about the Night Sisters. Also, I bet they, I don't think they even know that this is where Ventress is from. Probably not. See, it's hard for us to talk about it because we know. Right. You know. Right. So uh, if I were to get off the ship and saw a bunch of those females that look similar, very similar to Ventress, <laughs> I would draw a conclusion. But also, I'm, I already know. So it's hard for me to pretend I don't know. Right. And there's just so much about Ventress that we feel like the Jedi probably didn't know. Like, did the Jedi as a whole even know she had trained with a Jedi? Because they were stranded. That's true. When she was learning that. So it's possible the Jedi don't even know that she was starting as a Jedi. I don't know. But either way, why does Mother Talzin tell them where Savage is? I don't know. Right? Like... It's and she it's just like she announces it and then they're like up and walking out and it's yeah it, no one sees anyone to the door or anything like have a nice <laughs> have a nice like I don't Mother Talzin is so treading a line with so many people at yeah. this point I don't know what her end goal is yes I know I feel like she's telling a different truth quote unquote to each person she she talks to. yes because why because she loves chaos. Or she likes to control and have a little bit of the knowledge that nobody else has. I don't know. I know. And she doesn't really seem to achieve anything with what she's trying to do. And as soon as the Jedi are gone, she takes Ventress aside and is like, we got to expedite our plan now. You got to go and do your revenge thing. It's like, well, Savage wasn't remotely ready. So it was weird. Like, she sells them out, which she didn't have to. I'm sure she could have lied. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, I'm sure because they didn't even ask any questions after she said no. where he was, so that she could have been like, "He's over there." Exactly. And they'd have got up and left, and they could have been killed or, or put up a fight. It's weird. It's very weird. You're it's right. Weird. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just like bad writing, where it's like they just needed the revenge plot to happen now, or I don't know. Just Talzin is the kind of character who barely makes sense to me. <laughs> like I like her; she's interesting, but. Oh. 100%. I don't get it. To sometimes. me, I, she's just one of these people that moves pawns around and enjoys the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's all it is. She has some power. She has some kind of grudge. And that's all she really needs to motivate her. Yeah. Which makes her very similar to Palpatine. Yeah. As we yes. said, I think it was the last episode, we kind of compared them a bit. I don't know that she's thinking four or five steps ahead like Palpatine is, but she's one or two steps ahead. Yeah. No, I think, I I feel like she's kind of, she just wants revenge on Palpatine, honestly. I don't know if she's focused on anything else, really, long term, but again. She could be more effective. She could be, honestly. I think the grudge gets in her way. Yeah, (laughs) As as grudges often do. (laughs) She's her own worst enemy. (laughs) Yes. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just it. Still, I beg the question that we asked last week, who is the monster? Because yeah. Savage is becoming less and less and less the monster as these other top players move upward and they continue to just rat people out, sell out Savage, sell out Ventress. You know, yeah. it's just, it's fucking chaos, man. What he, oh my God, his, the, by the end of the episode, he is fucked up. He is. <laughs> he is. 
his hand ventures take over his mind and then some i can't remember what it was the exact thing maybe it was just getting electrocuted too many times yes (laughs) all of them (laughs) it like broke his connection with her and he was no longer loyal to her or dooku and he's trying to escape and he gets shot a whole bunch and by the time he goes back to mother talzin this was unusual for clone wars there was blood like his eye was all yeah. bloody yeah his eyes all fucked up in his lip yeah. yeah his lips all swollen he's got blood running down his face and he can barely like walk and mother talzin instead of healing him yeah <laughs> offers him a talisman that should lead him to maul basically it's a lovely pendant <laughs> It glows. It has, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's, it looks like a seashell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, it's just the linchpin piece that Maul actually needs to walk. <laughs> he, just, he needs his legs. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's you know, just a piece of the armor. That You're he's just going to attach it need. and twist yeah, it into place. that's it. Well, she tells him, you have an important destiny to fulfill, Savage Opress. And we know where his story goes. Was she just talking about using him again to bring Maul back into the picture? That's what I think. God. That's unfortunate. All of these fuckers are used by these people. And it's unfortunate. I don't care how bad they are at their core. They're being used. What else do you want them to do? Right. Besides be bad. They don't, they're not even given a chance to redeem themselves when there's so many people just pawing at them and moving them around to suit their need. So weird. I do have to wonder, now that you brought this up, this whole end scene, I wonder if that was the end goal for Mother Talzin. She always knew about Maul. She didn't know how to go get him. Maul would need some sort of equal to speak to because otherwise he probably would have lashed out and killed one of the Night Sisters if she'd have sent them. That's true. I don't oh know. Gosh. You're also reminding me that when Obi-Wan is sitting there with Maul, or uh, with Maul, with Mother Talzin, she's yeah. aware that he killed, quote unquote, Oh, Maul. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that either. Yeah. But she, she according to what I've read on Wikipedia, she oh always knew Maul was not dead. She just didn't know where he was exactly. But she sits there. How interesting. Across from Obi-Wan, who's looking for her current son, who has killed her, quote unquote, killed her other yeah. son. He's lucky to be alive. <laughs> I just, I don't know how I, you're right. The lies and deceit of it all. He doesn't know either, which is equally sad. She's a bitch. Okay, she's sitting back there with all this knowledge. Yeah. She's like Maury Povich. Follow me for a second. <laughs> if any of you. This is my favorite analogy you've ever made and you haven't even oh, explained thank you. it yet. Well, she's like Maury Povich. She brings out one guest. She already knows that the other guest is backstage. Yep. She also knows what their connection is and that they're all cheating on each other, with each other, and there's a pregnancy test. Mother Towson is the mother. Yes! (laughs) The lie detector test has revealed that is a lie. Like... She knows all this stuff and she's just bringing them out one by one, mm-hmm. smirking to herself, knowing what the end story is going to be. All because she's bored. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Sorry, I don't know if that was a good analogy or not, but 
I think I so. I just got this I, vision of her sitting on a stage and bringing out Obi-Wan. It's right up there with Jerry Springer's Jerry, Jerry. Yes, yes, yes. Anakin is the bouncer that has to split up the fights. It is. It's a bad talk show. That's all this episode is. Yeah, if you don't know who Maury Povich is, number one, you're doing better in life. Number two, it's just a crap talk show from what, the the 90s, 2000s? It became trash TV that everybody loved. <laughs> yeah. Mother Talzin. <laughs> At her table as her stage. Our question for you this week. What did you think of this arc as a whole? Now that we've gone yeah. through it, it spans quite a bit of chaos. So uh, let us know what your thoughts were the first time you saw it, what you think of it now, now that we've recapped it. And we will read your comments on next week's episode. And next week's episode, we're going to get a little deep. We're going to talk about attachment and why the Jedi were so against it. Should they have been against it? And why were so many of them attached anyway? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come up with some theories. We're going to talk about attachment as as a whole. So join us back here for that episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>